Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, then all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Sunday for February 10th, 2019. Boy, oh boy. You know, during, uh, I guess they have a saying that spring comes in like a lamb or a lion. And I guess it depends where you live, but uh, we hear a lot about weather storms, polar vortexes coming down from Canada. My sister lives in Chicago and they had an 80 80 degree swing in from day to day. One day they were 30 below, and then I guess the the Polar Express moved, you know, and it was 50 degrees the next day. 80 degree swing, man. Mother Nature's always showing us that you know we're not in charge, and uh, sometimes we don't have to understand it or explain it, you know, you know what causes the weather or something like that. We just have to, uh, you know, live it. And I was thinking about uh, our human beings' attitude toward uh, maybe it's maybe it's a gender difference because I know when uh, uh, males and females how they communicate, you know, uh, say. A spouse comes and says, oh, man, I had a hard day at work, this and this, and my, the boss did this and this. And uh, the male spouse says, hey, you know, here's you got that kind of problem at work? You know, maybe you could do this or do this. He wants to solve. He wants to help out by solving. Whereas a lot of times the feminine thing is, I just want, no, 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 we don't need to fix anything. I just want to express myself and vent or catharsis and stuff like that. And uh, I was just thinking, I'm, I don't know if I'm articulating this correct, but, you know, in uh, uh, God, in Christianity, maybe there's a saying, oh, God works in mysterious ways. Now, I don't know exactly what context that would be in terms of a teaching, but I also remember a saying that, really stuck with me and it was something like uh 
Life is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived. Uh, and I think that's a, maybe a, a, well, a conditioned or a bias in Western psychology where you don't feel good. Hey, you got to fix that, you know, instead of just, oh, you, you might acknowledge it. You might have to deal with it. You can't ignore it, but you don't necessarily have to fix it, you know. Uh, as the first noble truth says, okay, uh, in either, I guess it's Pali or Sanskrit, Dutka. And I remember the, our, uh, I, I just have these associations. I didn't plan to say this, but person who's going to give us our Dharma glimpse today, I remember he had a nice song, Dutka uh, in the morning, Dutka in the evening, Dutka all the time. Um, <clears throat> I guess that was a, I don't know if it was the Andrew Sisters or the Maguire Sisters song. Uh, but you just go with it, you know. Um, it's like the weather where you um, uh, you don't let it boss you around. Okay? But you don't ignore it. If you get up in the morning and you say, oh, it's raining, uh, I'm just going to stay in bed. Plus, you just carry your umbrella and do take care of your important business. Okay. And same thing with emotions. Say, Oh, uh, usually we use our emotions as, as the reason, as justification, as a rationalization for engaging in what's might be called maladaptive behavior. Well, why did you break all that furniture stuff? Well, I got mad. Okay. Uh, well, (laughs) there's other ways to, to handle getting upset rather than using it as a rationalization for doing something that maladaptive behavior means it doesn't really solve the problem and it creates its own problems, you know? So we have to be skillful, I think, in, in dealing with weather and dealing with our emotional states. Um, but anyway, I want to introduce uh, today's guest to give us a Dahmer Glimpse Live, uh, Andy Goyo. He was part of our LM4 group, and he lives in New Jersey. So, Andy Goyo. Well, thank you, Sensei. And uh, I have to respond to your comments about spousal conversations. Years ago, my wife, Lori, and I created a company, which I'm going to mention in a moment. And there were definitely times when she would say something to me, and I would look at her and go, Okay, am I your husband or am I your partner? Should I just yeah. listen or am I supposed to solve this? So <laughs> it was a very good reminder of those conversations. But uh, I was recently out in Colorado visiting Lori's family. During one of my morning walks, I took a picture of the wonderful Rocky Mountains that one can see behind her parents' home. In our international company, we now have about 100 people who work for us, mostly consultants, but many office staff as well. In the past, we played who has the nicest view from their window with the consultants since so many are on the road in different cities and countries around the world. I tried something a little different this time as I mailed all employees 
with my morning photograph and asked them all to take and share a picture of something they were grateful for within 24 hours. The response was truly fun and dynamic. People from around the world, we have staff living in about 20 different countries, shared scores of pictures. What I found interesting was that while I suggested a picture of something they were grateful for, virtually everyone read it as most grateful for. So almost all the pictures were of children, spouses, and other loved ones, pets, beautiful scenes of cities, oceans, beaches, and the like. Perhaps as the first responders focused on this issue, so did most that followed. Everyone enjoyed the little exercise, and many wrote to me about how important it was for them to take time to think about what they were grateful for. It was also very special for Lori and me to read the many comments about how much people enjoyed working for our company, in part because of shared experiences like these. While it was good to have that focus on what each was most grateful for, I realized I will play another shared project, in which I'll try to guide them to notice being grateful for little and mundane things, like my left shoe. I notice my shoe frequently, but rarely direct gratitude for it. I track my steps most days, and even Colorado did about 16,000 steps one day. Half of those steps were in my left shoe, but I did not thank it 8,000 times. Not only am I grateful for that shoe, but I am also grateful for everyone who helped me get that shoe onto my foot. I was helped in a store to get the shoe. Someone brought the shoe. Someone put the shoe in the box before it went to the store. Someone made the shoe and all the parts for the shoe. Someone built a transportation system allowing someone to get the parts to the manufacturer and the shoe to the store. Some of the shoe involved leather, so I'm grateful to the animal from which that came. Some of the shoe is made of plastic, so I'm grateful to the millions of pieces of vegetation that decayed over millions of years to make the oil that led to the plastic. And obviously, this list can go on to virtually identify everyone in the world. So being grateful to a single shoe leads to gratitude for all life and the universe itself. It is true that we often ignore the big things we should be grateful for. That's part of why we have days like Thanksgiving Day. But we Buddhists try to be mindful of the minutia that we should be thoughtful and grateful for as well. As the Buddha said, we should try to do things with apamata, a constant commitment to alertness and awareness. The more often we pay attention to what in the moment is allowing us to experience the moment, the more we realize how fortunate we are. The reminders of impermanence are tangible, inescapable, and persistent, yet we manage to forget the nature of the world more often than not. I went to play basketball on Friday at 6 a.m., as I have for over 20 years, and walked in thinking I'd see Dom, who checks IDs before entering the gym. I've seen him two or three days a week for over 
10 years, and he always asks me about my travels. Don't I tell him about Colorado? But he wasn't there. And his replacement said he had passed away alone in his home the day before. Had I thanked him enough for being the kind, warm, friendly person often enough? Not at all. Did it remind me of why during my morning meditation I review how I'm grateful to be alive today? For sure. So, yes, practice more overt expressions of gratitude for the big things in life, but also be mindful mindfully grateful for the millions of little things that just flit by our eyes. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you. I'm just jotting down some thoughts that associations that are triggered off by the Dharma events. Uh, uh, one phrase I heard that I stuck with me and uh, I try to remember it is it was a uh, don't forget what's truly important just because you have to deal with the merely urgent. Um, and I think, you know, awareness, paying, paying attention or focusing on things that give that kind of perspective because we could get all wrapped up in, you know, something that seems important because it's happening right now and we have an emotion about it. Uh, uh, but if we don't have that perspective, wider perspective called takkan in Japanese, you know, a philosophical perspective perhaps. And it's no no accident, I think, that a lot of temples uh, maybe are on top of a mountain so you could, you could see the wider picture and and uh, what you're feeling inside about some pet peeve, you know. It doesn't seem so bad after you can see the wide sky and everything like that. But I also want to mention, sort of related to what I said in my opening remarks about trying to understand uh, you know if something happens and you say wow what a coincidence oh I say Dharma works in mysterious ways uh, we're, we're so concerned about explaining understanding predicting and maybe trying to control things you know by looking at the causes all this whole cause and effect you know, I mean, and, and of course, science and all kind of things, tremendous advances. And so we have a a bias to say, well, I want to do that for my own life, too, or things that happen in my own life. I want to know, try to understand it. Okay, uh, But sometimes we just have to enjoy it if it's something, you know, well, I was thinking, a coincidence or, gee, how did that happen? Okay. Not something that's really... Uh, positive or negative, but and so what I'm getting at is, I <laughs> since Andy Goyo was given a glimpse today, and he talked about playing basketball. I might have said I said this before. I don't know if you remember if I, you know, you heard this, but uh, <clears throat> maybe some thirty. He said he's going to play basketball for twenty years. Well, I could say even thirty years, maybe forty years, we were playing basketball together. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I was on the psychology faculty at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, uh, my first job, and he was a graduate student. Okay? And uh, he liked sports. A lot of us, we had a young faculty. We liked sports. 
So we played touch football on the weekends, and we played basketball. We we had we had a pretty good team, and uh, we played in kind of like an interdepartmental league. So psychology uh, faculty and grad students might play history or liberal arts or. And when we had to play the PE department, <laughs> they were pretty good. Okay, but uh, so we did this for maybe two, three years. Okay, and he got his PhD, and I left that job, and thirty, forty years go by. Okay, you know we went on our separate ways, and then I don't know exactly how this happened, but. He found out about our program. He went, took our two-year lay ministry program. And, ma'am, that, that's amazing, you know, because uh, we hadn't kept in touch or anything like that okay, over the years. And then uh, I just think it's a uh, – life can be so amazingly wonderful with these kind of coincidences, you know. And uh, it just makes puts a big smile, and uh, uh, and we just go for that ride and enjoy it. And you say, "Wow!" So uh, <laughs> I I think that's really a fantastic story. Well, that's all for that today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you. <laughs>